Hey people, it's your boy Alex with a quick uh, with a quick heads up, pretty much. Um, this episode is going to be primarily primarily about D and D and shit like that, nerd shit. Um, but this little message is to let you know that we actually recorded a lot more than we expected. <clears throat> um, and with that being said, we are going to split this into two episodes. So this one will be about an hour and a half. Um, and then we all kind of we all kind of took a break to come back and then record the rest of it. So this episode will be the first half. And in about a week, maybe less, maybe more, probably more. Uh, in about a week. Uh, we'll release the second half. And uh, hey, I mean, if you guys, I know our audience is kind of, it's, it's a little broad, but if you guys, I mean, if y'all like specific topics, I mean, if you like the nerd shit, if you want to hear us talk about some other shit, you know, whatever, just DM, you know, any of us that you know, and just let us know what you want to hear about. And then also on Anchor, you can send in voice messages that we can play over the podcast. So if you'd like to do that, if you want that to be your way to, you know, request something for us to talk about, just, like I said, DM one of us and we'll shoot you the link and then you can just record a voice message and we'll play it over the podcast. So anyways, like I said, this will be part one of a title yet to be announced. This will be part one. And then, uh, like I said, part two will be... I'm going to say a week. Part two should be out in about a week. So, as always, enjoy and thank you very much. Okay. I apologize. It has never, ever been this bad. It's my curse. Shit. Maybe. (laughs) The curse of the guy. Curse of Guy's internet. I don't even have internet. I know. It's the worst part about it. I was the person with the worst internet being able to connect the, the one of the better ones. I have no idea. Greetings. For the four Greetings. Seasons. Handsome Ramblers. What's going on? What is Handsome Ramblers? Uh, good looking uh, people who talk and ramble. If nobody... If, if nobody's gonna big y- if y'all don't big yourself up, who will? Your boy London will. And I'll knock you back down. I'll right, knock you back down. You heard it, people. You got a pretty little chin. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> I know you're a homophobe, but you starting to say some gay ass shit, bro. Uh huh. Hey. Hey, yo, hey, hey, y'all can't say that on syndicated TV. Y'all, can't say, what? y'all can't say that shit on syndicated TV. Y'all gonna get yes, canceled for real, for real. Uh, shit, cancel them, y'all. You heard it here first. Cancel. Uh, the London hates the gay people. He does. He the hates gay. the gay He calls them rainbow warriors. Uh, mm, he does. I've heard it. And the alphabet people. 
Yeah. The alphabet yeah. people is still the funniest <laughs> shit you've ever told me. Uh, see, he thinks it's funny. Nah, that shit's hilarious. I will say that. Yeah. <clears throat> what type of insult is that for real? <laughs> I don't know. You tell us. The alphabet niggas. I just hate people. Anyway, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sure somewhere in the podcast to uh, clip guy saying the word gay or black, and then I'm gonna insert it right in between where he says hate and then people, and we'll get guy canceled too. <laughs> I'm taking you all down. I think London's already tried cancel me once, and it didn't work. I worked. <laughs> you just ain't know it yet. Oh lord. <laughs> anyway, but that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> We're waiting on Sean still, right? Sean's here, I think. Yep. Yeah, he's right there. Oh, he is. Well, he ain't saying nothing, so he might not be here. Yeah, he's just right over there. It's okay. Yeah, I, I hate all of you there. anyway. Oh, wow, Sean. That's so nice. Now nope. we just have to, we have to, we have to take white where he says hate. We got to cut out the rest and put gingers. So. So just use ginger. Me ginger. <laughs> I mean, but everybody hates gingers. Eh, I, I date one. I yeah, date one. Yeah, Who are you? Right now. Oh, I don't know you, Becca. Stop being mean. To actually stay in that conversation. He's for he's Fernando from the Cosby Show. Oh. <laughs> I love Bill Cosby. We met one time. I don't remember much. Where Quaaludes was all for such a dumbass. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what the government Did you say Steve Urkel from Full House? Yes. Oh, yeah. The good I love days. Full House. He's John Stamos from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It's me, Lee <laughs> from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> John Stamos. Boy, can you stop farting? Hey, hey, if you're no. gonna lay under my feet no. and fart all day, no. you need to go. No, you need to go on somewhere. No, I don't, think, I don't think you will. He can't be contained, stop. he's an animal, literally. Like I know what he is. <laughs> he's not an animal, always a sentinel. Always a sentinel, mm-hmm. Jesus. always just aware at all times. He knows if he knows when a squirrel takes a step. Hit another squirrel shit hit a fifty mile <laughs> radius. <laughs> oh my god. That's why he just ran that's why he just randomly Arr! he just feels the vibrations. He's like he's tough. <laughs> from he fucking just Avatar. Oh my god. <laughs> or he just hits the ground, moves his foot. He see, he sees Alice taking a shit upstairs. I'm gonna go sit by the door. Oh my god. Oi! Oi, go the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, oh. the door open. Boy, you stink, dude. Yo, get the fuck out of here. Go, go away. Be gone. Oh, Jesus no, Christ, go I away. I will. No, I, I don't think he will. He's gonna stand his ground. Why is it always? Why does the podcast always start with either us talking about some bullshit or Oi? He's always such a lovable. Piece of shit that you could kind of just you could just ramble off, but you could put you could put, right. no, I'm just saying you could put, I'm just saying you could put Oi in any situation and it's hilarious. 
Speaking of that, my piece of shit is about to start whining in a minute or two. Okay. <laughs> Mine are asleep, so I'm lucky enough for are we, that. Uh, are we ready to get started? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I'm right. just saying, think about it. Think, think about all every scene in Mission Impossible and just replace it with oi. <laughs> Mentally. I'm here already. Replace Katniss oi, Everdeen in the Hunger fire. Games with oi. What yeah. <laughs> oh my god. By the odds, if you ever in your favor, boy. Running towards the shit. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Make a different movie. Picture boy. Predator. So replace John Wick with Oi and the puppy at the beginning with Alex. <laughs> no. God, yo, I got a fucked up mind. <laughs> Fix your oil, stabbing the man in the ear with a number two pencil. <laughs> Ooh. I could see it. You better keep those writing utensils away from oil. Anyway, welcome, podcast. <laughs> welcome to the welcome. D-Gen podcast. Yeah. We're well, all as relevant to oil. <laughs> Degenerates That's presents oil's the beginning and the end. Uh, I guess I'm introducing it now. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Chief. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, it. Uh, this is a special episode that won't be so special after a while because we're trying something new that might become the new thing. So today's episode is going to be based off of a topic. And we picked a topic that some of you may know about and some of you might not know about. But after you listen to this podcast, hopefully you stick around to figure out what the fuck we're actually talking about. So, so my D&D and tabletop, uh, tabletop uh, RPGs, all that nerd shit. Uh, we're gonna talk about yeah. some uh, dumb shit here, mystical shit here, magical shit there. And we're gonna so talk about why you, your mother never loved you. For all you hard, finally, you know, I feel as though I know the reason. For all for all you hard pipe hitting dudes, you know out there, uh, gas up mm-hmm. yeah. on that white pipe, smoking those quaaludes <laughs> in South Africa. It's for you, <laughs> loud quaaludes. Hey, God damn it. Uh, I got the uh, the man right here, the five star general. We have a uh, Alex Wadoy. He's currently in a five gas cham- general. He's currently in a gas chamber right now, smelling his dog's innards. Whoa, Whoa there! <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, oh no! What? Nope. Boy farting profusely around. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I, I got Canceled you now. right there. Y'all some soft ass niggas, man. Anyway, but next we got. I was thinking of nicknames. I was like, can I call Sean the Samoan Submission Machine? Yes, please do. The Samoan Submission Machine. I'm hey. John, pronounce your name. Your last name. No, no, you try. Samoa, try it. Do it. It's macaroni, right? All right. Sean Instantly Mongaman. dead in D&D. Gone. Sean Mongaman? <laughs> what? What is Sean Mongaman? <laughs> Manga Man. No, Mega Man. That's why I called you. <laughs> You're like Mega Man. No. Like Mega Man, but gay. Not, not at all. Mega. <laughs> like Mega Man, but add a yee on it. Oh. <laughs> I think my uh-huh. got rid of that old yee Maybe you get some elves on your dick. That's where that's what we're taking the episode later. What? Uh, fucking what? Mike. It's Mungo. What can I uh what's a good nickname for Mike? The crab man. The trash man. 
Oh, the crab man. Yeah, yeah. The crab man. He eats the crab. He walks with the crab. He is the crab. He babes with the crab occasionally. One- he uses the crab as a sauce. Crab. It sounds like anti-monkey slander to me, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have a special on your list, slander. Fuck you. Can we do a crab tier list? Crab tier list, crab ladies and list? gentlemen. Coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Crab next, po- next podcast topic will be crab tier list. Mm-hmm. Well, duck. I feel as though I'm the only one certified to make such a <laughs> FDA <tier> certified. <laughs> What if I told you that, that blue crab, yeah, what, blue crab is a solid A? Yeah, I agree with that. Oh my God, spider crab. Where S-tier. does? Oh God. Where does? What are we? Go, are we just going D to S? Spider crab is S tier, by the way. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, crab. the crab man over there, and we brought a, a, for the D and D podcast. <laughs> we uh, brought a special guest, crab people from, from the D&D. underground. We were, going, uh, we were going to bring him on a regular episode to stake his claim why he is not a charlatan and a snake. But no, we have him here for his intelligence, what he knows in his mind. Do what's what's up there in that in that pocket. That ri- that fucking ripply meat pocket of a brain of his. We have. It looks, it looks pretty smooth to me. Smooth, smooth brain. Somebody assigns somebody that's a smooth brain Yo. is the wildest. Inside. Imagine you say that to it and you hug a nigga's girl. Hey, damn. It's been. Oh, you dating this smooth brain nigga? <laughs> he look at you. Hey. I don't know that's what that means. Weird. But I'm shooting you. <laughs> but you died. Your life. Scrap. Scrap. It sounds slur almost. Brain. Smooth brain. Uh, yeah. Smooth brain. Uh, it's pretty bad. We brought Anyways. a guy. And oh, that's his name. He's not the guy, he but was, a guy. It was, it was rare to Actually, find him. We can dox him right now. I can tell his real name. Go ahead. We have him on tax evasion. It's Millard. M-I-L-L-A-R-D. Mallory. Mallory. That's his name. Mallory? Yeah. That's fucked uh, up. I always knew you looked like a damn Mallory. We have him. Uh, yeah, Mike? God. I, I think Mallory's more complimentary than Millard. Nah, Millard sounds like a... Nah, because Ducks is beasts. Ducks is beasts. That that's a mallard. Yeah, I'm trying to fight a duck. Mallard. That's no, a my, mallard. Yeah, but, uh, that's not, that's, I, was about to say, I was about to say. I turned my head. You know the one gif of the dude, and he he's he turns his head, and his eyes open, and he blinks a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so guy said, "Hey, what if I told you that was the whole fucking joke?" <laughs> Who are you? Damn, Mike's going pile territory. <laughs> he's Gar Stone from fucking. Fucking robots. <laughs> Stone from robots. Oh uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, to, uh, today's talk is about D and D. We've currently been able to revive our campaign, so it got us in the uh, in the mood for speaking and talking about the rolling of the dice and the making of the characters and the killing off your characters and feeling mm, bad. Actual, actual really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You stepping into a trap and insta dying, and everybody in the rest of the party behind your mangled corpse, like fuck. <laughs> we might, <laughs> we might have not did this at the right level, you know. No, no, no God, no. no. 
So uh, I think we should start it off with uh, the encyclopedia of D&D. Guy. The Samoan submission machine, Sean. Sean, what was your topic, Steve? Oh, God. All right. Well, let's start off with the nitty and the gritty. Uh, I wanted to talk about metagaming, which I'll think it is. And uh, for those of you who don't know, it's trying to use your your uh, in uh, out of game knowledge to in, to influence your actions in the game. Hmm. That's good. I actually have a, a good memory on this. I want to know if I was wrong or right. All right, hit me. <clears throat> so, in Baldur's Gate. When I, my character tried to steal the mask from Guy's character, um, I people said it was metagaming, but I didn't know it was metagaming because I didn't leave the my character didn't even leave the room yet, <laughs> so I was kind of standing like two feet away from them, listening to them talking about a, 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 a mask they picked up off the ground in a fucking Colts cave. <laughs> We were literally in a other room when that happened. And then we walked back and you take it out of my character's pocket. So I don't remember it like that, Chief. Well, if you were in the, same, outside, room, in the same room, it's pretty easy to probably overhear that shit. So that wouldn't be metagaming. Yep. If that's the case, like I said, I might be wrong, but I remember it the way that it happened. Does anybody else remember the sense that what I'm talking about here? I remember the conversation I... prior to it. I don't. I also what was that Mike? You Mike, Mike, far away. You in Kentucky or some shit? Damn. Not Ooh, in Kentucky. I left their chicken. Oh, yeah, damn, <laughs> Kentuckian. Mm-hmm. That goddamn hot Christmas Kentucky fried. <laughs> Mike, you there? You're far. You're really far away. How about now? You're good. All right. Say what you were saying. <clears throat> say what you were saying. All right. We're going to give him a minute <laughs> while that while he fixes his shit. Um, Ayo. Son. Okay. There we go. All right. So what were you saying about the uh, memory in question? I'm not saying uh, I'm right. I'm saying that I was wrong. Or say that I, my memory might be wrong on that, but that's how I remembered it. And I remember a couple of people being like, hey, uh, yo, why the fuck? And I was like, I was in, I was in the same room, wasn't I? No, nah, no, nah, you weren't. It, it was a uh, guy I and I were off looting a different room that I went in. <laughs> what, Becca? Oh, no, nah, Becca was there. Sorry, there was was him and Becca talking about some warlocky shit. And then I thought I was in the same room. I overheard that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think them out the room uh, after all that happened. <laughs> Possibly. However, the only thing I remember from that specific session is a damn 12 checks to check a fucking tapestry that had mold on it. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Religion nah, check. He talked, he talked about the tapestry as though it's such it great wasn't... detail. Because it's, <laughs> I was telling you what it looked like. It was an interesting tapestry. What can I say? Great, great quality, great year. Mm-hmm. Mold on it, very mm-hmm. fresh. And when he, and when guy guess, went to touch uh, it, fucking spores of mold attacked him, and he was poisoned. 
Was that something you did to get us the fuck away from there? No, that, was, that oh, was always a thing. Okay, that was cool. always a thing. Uh, I thought to myself, I was like, nah, Sean wanted us to go the fuck away. <laughs> he just made that shit up. And all of a sudden, uh, Oni comes out of the tapestry. <laughs> I mean, that, that would have just been a TPK right there. And all of a sudden, that, that door walks shit. behind you, and Rajang falls from the ceiling. Remember, <laughs> Monster Hunter music starts going off. Monkey Man music starts playing. Of course, Monkey Man. Uh, Rajang's music is the best music, Monster Hunter. But that's not what we're here for today. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but uh, anyways, meta gaming. Uh, so. I think there's just a bit of confusion there with what happened then, because I think you just thought you were in a di- the yeah. same room as us when yeah. it happened. But that's why it's like I'm like sitting there, like, dude, what the fuck? No, that's why I was like, I was like, I was in the same room, but I mean, I might be remembering it wrong. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm completely right. I'm just saying that based off of better gaming, that's one thing that I thought about um, recently. I was like, was I wrong, or was or was I just in the same room, or did they just? Was I in the same room and were they talking out loud like I wasn't just here? Was I, like I didn't just hear them take the ancient <laughs> mask off the pedestal and talk about pocketing it? <clears throat> the mask didn't even have anything magical about it. I was about to say it was it's just, just a, a mask. mask. mask in there. Yeah. But, uh, it's bad about that. It's if literally I can, a mask. I call the skull. <clears throat> if I can talk about one of the best times that uh, we didn't metagame... <clears throat> <clears throat> I forget oh, what yeah. campaign it was. Yeah. Um, we were all on a ship. That's the uh, same campaign in, oh. in a harbor somewhere. Yeah. Oh, was it the same? Okay, yeah. I don't think this one counts. And uh, huh? I don't think this one counts. What do you mean? Because you didn't have any out of game knowledge because you were too busy Hold playing on. fucking Hold on. Let him, phone. Let him explain <laughs> it. What was that? <laughs> no, that's, the, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's 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 the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. So is, London and Mike's character were below deck. Uh, and still to this day, I'm not 100% sure what exactly happened. But explain it. The long and the short of it. Let me explain it from my point of view real All quick. Right. And then I'll, we'll, I'll we'll um, let you two explain what actually happened. So it was me, Guy, and Kyle above deck. And my character was playing Baldur's Bones. And then Guy's character, I believe, was also playing... And I don't know what Kyle's character were doing, but our characters were drinking and playing Baldur's Bones, which is like a form of dice, pretty much. And uh, we were so focused on that that we actually didn't hear the exchanges that Sean, the DM, and uh, London and Mike were having below deck that was going on which turns out was a really bad it actually went really bad from what i understand but it's out when they when they explain it um it'll be a little easier to understand but this is one of the best instances where non-meta gaming can make a game feel really really fun and real i mean real because like, even though yeah and fun. real because even though the outcome was bad it was a genuine outcome that our characters that were above deck had no idea about. Like, absolutely no idea. So I'll let you all, all right. take before it from here. Ex- well, I say, before it. I explain it real or before we all explain it real quick, I was about to say that I wish we'd get to that more. And it's going to be a little bit harder to do that as we do it on Roll20. 
because we can't just have a side game of Baldur's Bones because we're all online doing it. But like, hopefully, right. like people get better at like acting, like literally, like acting like their characters don't know what the fuck's going on if they're not in that room, or if I whisper to another character, not all the other characters act like they know. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, a, a, a situation where like, what if I, what if I was like, you know what, I want to kill Mike's character. And we're on a cliff, so I'm going to push Mike's character off the cliff. And I tell Alex's character, and then Mike hears in the conversation because you know we're all on chat and we're all talking about it. And then Mike, right. for some reason, his character has spidey sense. He's like, you know what? Even though I'm around my friends and we're all staring at a beautiful sunset on a cliffside, I'm going to walk away. From I'm not going to stay walk here. away from the cliff all of a sudden. So hopefully, like stuff like that doesn't happen. Hopefully, you know, don't right. fucking just kill somebody's character like that. But if, the story, <laughs> if the story goes like that, that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's storytelling at the end of it um, with your friends. But you know, like hopefully, we just kind of have the mindset of we don't actually know. You know, well, we could also because we're doing it over Discord, we could have like side conversations, like through a chat, or like if Sean wants to talk to one of us specifically, yeah. he can just message us. Yeah. You know, that's what this, that's <clears> I haven't planned out. Right. Anyway, which one of y'all want so, to take it away? Yeah, I was gonna do it. Go ahead, go ahead, you got it. So this is in the which is the coast adventure, Baldur's at the Gate, Baldur's Gate rather. They were at the part in the book where they went to go uh, capture uh, this one dude who was a uh, the son of a powerful woman in the city of Baldur's Gate in order to getting access to her manor or whatever. And so he's a loan shark, basically, who does it out of a tavern that's uh, just a ship at the dock that's been anchored down there forever. I forget the name of it, but I think it was the Green Lantern. It's like tables up top and the bars in the in the galley and everything. So the group goes up there. They decide to start ordering drinks. And so the two split off Mike and London split off while the rest play Boulder's Bones and, and drink because they want to actually do the mission. At start of the funniest conversation. And, and now you two can explain what happens and I'll fill in whatever you need me. <laughs> can I yes. interject okay. one quick thing? So it was uh, so it's like London's character, a monk, and Mike's character, a cleric. I'm the warlock. Out of nowhere, Sean literally just says, hey, uh, guy, go play Baldur's Bones with Alex and Kyle, distracting me from yes. actually going to continue talking. I this never knew that. This is true. I we never were, knew we that. Were, we so were told, we were told to go play Baldur's Bones. I believe guys that had an interest in betting as well, and so I just like, just, just run it with them. Mike and them want to go down deck, and I was like, all right, I'll go do that with them while they're doing this. <clears throat> yeah, not... And then yes, the following the that was the interjection. Now London and Mike take it away. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, so basically, what happens is uh, so I was playing a character named Alos, who's uh Merfolk, who uh didn't real. I I'm having a hard time figuring out how to describe. You- his you played him as towards... truthful as possible. He's very naive, no, naive merfolk. But as like the most straightforward, <laughs> straightforward person you can ever meet. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. Like if that's, he was that's true. So ahead, basically Yeah, that that's basically it. He was a very straightforward person. He said whatever the yeah. fuck they were doing, basically whatever the fuck they were yeah, doing. Yeah, like imagine fucking so, for the for audience listening, imagine fucking as if you were going to kill somebody. Capture. He'd be the person that walk up. No, no, I'm talking about just an instance. Like if you want if you were to kill somebody, Nalos be the dude that walks right up to a dude and be like, Hey, I'm going to kill you. He wouldn't do it as some secret, like you know, nobody's gonna know type of way. Nalos would just walk up in front of a crowd and people would be like, Hey, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't because he was a hard ass though. It's that's just yeah, that's how his character was. was. Yeah. So basically, we go up to this. Uh, I assume he was like, some yeah, yeah. Go, dude. we go to, uh, Lone up Shark. Below deck. Yeah, Lone Shark mob boss type of dude. Okay, so yeah, Lone Shark mob boss type dude. So uh, he and London's character uh go to talk to this guy, and basically he just asks, "Hey, uh, why are you guys here?" So what I then do is say. Uh, we're here because we got your brother out of that dungeon that and you him in. And... <laughs> Go ahead, you got it, you got it. Because <laughs> it got <laughs> wild just from that start. To you after that. Because <laughs> you, because he, because me and Mike. So, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Go ahead, you got it, my bad, my bad. No, that's basically it. <laughs> nah. That, that's how, that's how we got, that's how the mess got started. And, uh. So- I got it. I got it. So, from my perspective, uh, even though I'm trying to get out of playing characters like bards, for people who don't know, bards are like music, music, magic, music, entertainment type of a character. Uh, Usually, the bard gets the job of a talker of the group, the face of the group. But I'm playing a monk, but I was used to playing a bard or a bard ish character. So I just basically broke character and started going into bard mode. Like, okay, I know how to talk to a uh, mob boss or a loan shark. So we're gonna do the uh, we're gonna do the uh, aristocrat, important person, and the guard. So as I'm sitting there looking at what what my character is good at, as far as talking wise, I look up at Sean and I hear the last five seconds of Mike's conversation. And I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I realized he told Homeboy the complete truth. Which, by the way, we're not supposed to tell him any of the complete truth <laughs> about why we're here. So I'll, I stumble. I'm like, no, 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 no. My name is whatever fake name I use, and this is my guard. Uh, don't worry about him. He's been in battle a couple times. He's a little loony in the head, you know, got hit in the head with a warhammer too many times. His brain's practically mush up there. And sometimes he just rambles off things that he did in the past and stuff like that. I think I rolled a deception check or something like that, but it, I don't think it went that well. I can't remember. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Single digits. But from how Sean played it, he just kind of, okay, all right, that's fine. So I was like, maybe it was just a low check. <laughs> for a fucking loan boss. Is, a loan is, is, ah, yes, yes, I understand. So you're here for business. Yes, yes, you're here because you have to yes. be. Ah, yes. And then Mike yes, steps here. in. I... No, then, then Mike steps in. No, we're not. The fuck are you talking about, Fang? We're here because we got his brother out of the. T- listen, we're here. Listen, and his brother said, "Capture him." 
I know, I know you have a headache right now. I know, I know the things that your past are traumatizing, but not right now. Not right now, okay? Just shh, silent. <laughs> okay? Let me handle all the talking. And then, Sean, you can go ahead. Because that's where you decided to give us drinks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He was just like, ah, yes, yes. Well, whatever you're here for, no need to discuss business on an empty stomach. So he just, like, waves his hands about and just orders some drinks. And the bartender brings over three drinks, one for him, one for his new acquaintance, business acquaintances. He's like, here, friends, to the beginning of a of a good day or a good night and uh, and fruitful business adventures in the future. And he just like toast. Did one of us test the poison? That was Mike. No, no, that was Mike. He was like, yeah, can yeah. I do a medicine check to see if I smell anything? Also single digits? Nope. But also you said the poison that he used was that was uh, colorless and odorless. Yes. So it had to be like an extremely high check. It had to be a good check. Good, really good check. That'd be a good check. Which is funny because Mike, Mike is still weary about it because he knows he rolled low. But me, not metagaming, was like, huh, seems fine to me. Knocks the whole drink back. <laughs> it was also very potent. Yeah. So I think I knocked out first, right? No, I wasn't hesitant about it because I remember, I remember exactly my thought process because I said, what would Valkyr do? And Valkyr is a nice sailor's god, and you know he'd want to knock back a drink or two. You know, a nice and we're on a ship, and it looked quite good. Yeah, you were you were in your zone. You were in your your natural habitat. <laughs> so we both chugged poison, <laughs> and, uh, frat boy style. We popped the hole with the side of the can, shot with that shit, and they both made con <laughs> saves. Suffice to say, they failed. They fell asleep. <laughs> And then you put us in sacks and threw us in the river. No, no. We put you... So so minutes later, they're still playing Baldur's Bones upside. That dude with his hood up and his two big boys, big bodyguard guys, uh, come up with two large sacks <laughs> and just exit the tavern while they're playing Baldur's Bones as I describe it to them. Yeah, we had no idea. They weren't listening, which is really good. Yeah, we weren't. We were so enveloped by Baldur's Bones by for some reason that we had absolutely no idea what was going on. I think we ended up like each character making over like, five hundred gold, gold. That car thing. But, Yeah, it was. But y'all, y'all heard as I described in vivid detail. Two large sacks. I remember y'all asking like, "Well, were they body shaped? How did we?" Oh yeah, that was me. That was me. And I was like, "Are are the sacks shaped like bodies?" And he's like, eh. "Rolls low. Shit, I haven't been that good at Baldur's Bones tonight either." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for, so for for people to know, they did not game in the river. I could have done no. in the river. They no. you were just captured. I would have been fucked. He would have been all right. Exactly. Mike would have been a-okay. He would have woke up out of the sack a couple days later. God yeah. damn. That shit was all watching my decomposing body. <laughs> That's the fish eat, eat the rest of my cat man's flesh. <laughs> I gave all perception checks to look. None of them made a good enough one. But for, for people who are listening, metagaming, mm-hmm. if you don't play D&D, metagaming is not based off, even though that situation ended badly, metagaming is 
not a good thing. Metagaming just kind of cheapens the story. It's just in real life. If your friends it go is. to a party and your friends split off, you don't know what your friends are doing at the party. You're not just an omniscient being who knows what everybody's doing at the party. You're doing your own thing. If a friend does something in front of you, then you know what your friend is doing, but you don't know what your friend's doing on the other side of the house. Which, when you're playing D&D, that's kind of the same concept of, you know, you just don't know everything because you're not a god. <laughs> you have to act like you don't know right. things. Um, and play it off like you don't know things. And sometimes it gets really great moments. Sometimes it's just really bad. <laughs> but it just makes the game deeper uh, and more realistic. Like, guy. <clears throat> so, it was... I've been playing D&D with another group of friends here at my place. And uh, when we decided to like, take a break from my campaign, and we went over into one of uh, our friend John's. The forest campaign, as we keep calmly referring to. And everyone else is new to this, or is new to the uh, forest. I played through this exact campaign at least three times. Was this the forest with the uh, the one-eyed bandito? Uh, I don't think it was the one-eyed bandito. Oh, I remember the John, if you need an idea, idea for uh, NPCs. Yeah, what you need? <clears throat> the one-eyed bandito. Speak, speak to us about the one-eyed bandit. You know what? Should we talk well, about the one-eyed bandito? Let's this conversation. We're this we'll go into the conversation. Of, yeah, of yeah, the one-eyed bandito. Of when playing D&D. Go respect. ahead, guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it, like, we're all level five characters, and we're just, and it's like, I'm just like playing a uh, shadow sorcerer, and it's like, we're all just playing her along. And it's like, the entire time, it's like, I know what's going on, but in my head, but it's like, my character doesn't. And so I had to play out through like three sessions of not knowing what the fuck is going on until we got to the part where it's like, oh, I've never made it past this part. Is it hard when you replay a campaign? Is it hard to push like to to push the thought in the back of your head of like, I've been here before, I know what to do, but I have to uh, act like I don't. How it wasn't hard. It was just uh, I. It's mainly because I'm no longer like when I play. I don't mean to sound like a fucking actor. It's like when I'm playing as a when I'm not DMing. It's like I'm playing a character. I'm like, okay, I'm this character with occasional like breaking out. Right. Like, uh, like I think it was uh, with uh, Casey. He was playing a he was playing a wood elf uh, ranger, and both of us spoke undercommon. Our undercommon was literally just Legend of Zelda. Uh, links, uh, Yaz. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was our language for that entire fucking <laughs> If it works. But it's like, we're just like going, it's like, yeah, we're just like going through it like that. It was just like, I, it's like, I know what was going on in my head, but it's like, that was just sort of like the backdrop yeah. to me trying to actually Experience a new That's way to actually go through this. Right. Hopefully, we play a full campaign, um, like from start of the book to the end, to the end of the book. But like usually, that's why. Like, I got there are people who have said, "Yeah, I played Curse of Strahd six times." And I'm like, I'll see how you can play the book more than once. Like, once you've gone through the whole adventure, why do it all again? You know, unless it's been like a very long yeah, time yeah, since you played some it. Shit, but some maybe. people are like, "Nah, man, I played it six times, six years in a row," and I'm like. Uh, okay. Listen, listen, here's the thing about that. As a DM, okay. I've run several adventures a lot of times in a row. People, even if they've done it before, we'll, we'll forget will, some shit. 
well, that, but they also, like, do... Say I've run the same adventure, like, seven times. There have been, like, at least 12 different approaches to the same problem. <laughs> In their own way. <laughs> like, they gotta get, like, the adventures are outside a castle. They need to get in the castle. There's a moat around it. The drawbridge is up. How are they gonna get in the castle? They can do grappling hook. They can tunnel in. They can, like, I don't know, make an ice bridge or some shit. Like, there's just so many things you can do. Do you find that people yes. willingly choose a different approach every time? Or... But you're playing with some veteran okay. veterans. You're I've not, not always with, like... played with veterans. No, they're just... Okay. It's just right. different people's mindsets and everything. That's I've never right. seen a, a campaign go exactly <laughs> the same way twice. <laughs> Well, I think that covers good. I guess it also, I guess that, and that's the beauty of a D20 yes, system. Yes, well, completely different like, based off you can go the same three things twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, I think that covers metagaming. So, do you guys want to speak on the level one one eyed bandito, or do you want to go off of one of our topics? Or yeah, is, I suppose do you want to we make could, that somebody's topic. We could at least, I think the only we could at least tell the I think story. Like, Two people in this entire chat know about that. I know about it, but only two people experienced it. No, I was it, not there. You yep. No, I wasn't. Not there. Yes, you were. I thought you. No, you were the spear in the yeah. cave story. Yeah. Wait, spear was I? Cave story. It. I remember John or Alex oh, yeah. talking about like uh, we rolled for every little thing. Spear. It kept going through your name. Yeah, this was back when we didn't really know 100% how to play. And uh, so, yeah, we had to roll for every little like to take fucking a step thing. was a 20. And I'm talking like, about, take like, a step, roll I'm a 20. talking about the fucking walk. <laughs> take a step, roll a 20. It was bad. It was, it was, it was bad, but uh, it, 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 it created some funny moments. I don't moments, remember the spear though, story all the way. So, like, tell the level one um, bandito story. Yeah, let's do the bandito. All right, so we were playing. I don't even know if it was really set up to be a full campaign, but it was definitely set up just to be. This was the first time we ever played, ever. <clears throat> At least me, John. Uh, John got me into it because he would talk to me about the times he would play D and D, and I'd be sitting there like, "Damn, man, what uh, what video game are you are you talking about?" He's like, "No, no, no, it's not a video game. You play it on paper." And you imagine everything, and I'm like, "How the fuck does that work?" Because I I couldn't believe that that really was a thing that people willingly of the did. Mind. You were like, oh, you had no exactly. imagination. It's a whole world, but uh, nah. So it was it was just set up to be an I wouldn't say easy. It was set up to be just a decent little combat. Uh, uh, a, a little combat thing in the woods and what it was is we stumbled upon like a small bandit camp and our goal was to just try and take out all the bandits that simple and to people at home you know if you've never played D before you might be thinking like well why don't you just sneak in why, why don't you just sneak in and you know get all the bandits while they don't see you well with D, you have to roll for everything Anything that cannot be certain, like absolutely certain, like something like that would be like something the DM says will happen. Anything that's not 100% certain has to be rolled like for. Like you get out of your bed. Including stealth. You know, 
So your manager would just roll out of his bed yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything's fine. Walking down and getting some breakfast is certain. But walking downstairs and cooking some breakfast, right. breakfast is not always certain you're going to cook the best breakfast, so you have to roll for something like that. Picking up and putting on exactly. armor is certain. And same goes uh, for... But fucking polishing your armor and getting it all like high-grade, tip-top shape is not always certain. Sometimes you do a bad job, so you have to roll for that. Exactly. But go ahead, my bad. I just make, 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 yeah. No, you're, no, you're good. You're good. Because this is, this is our story anyways. Or, well, no. I if you weren't there... I don't Who was here then? The original people was, was God, here. you were here, right? Bandito. God, you were no. there, right? This was before me. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, this Remember? is just me then. So we're walking in the woods, and we come up on the camp. And, you know, we uh, we, we do some perception rolls, and we find out, you know, there's a, there's a decent little number of bandits there. But we also had, like, five or six people playing. So, of course, we were like, oh, this can't be too bad. <clears throat> well, I'm going to skip all the boring uh, parts of the combat because I don't really remember much of those and skip right to the best part, which is where everybody but two people um, are dead or downed. Not necessarily dead, but they're downed. And uh, the only person left is a bandit who has already been shot in the eye and then I believe like gashed in the leg and he had a crossbow. And... Uh, this level one bandito, as John called him, uh, single-handedly killed two members of the party already, and there were two party members left. And I'll tell you why we know for certain that we weren't playing the game correctly, and that is because in one attack, he killed two people with a crossbow. From what I remember... He shot the crossbow bolt. It fucking grazed off of some somebody and then like ricocheted off a tree and fucking got the got the other player in the head. I don't remember who was left. I just know I, th- I think I was already dead. But uh, yeah, that was the legendary level one bandito. And even though like we all know now we were definitely not playing the game, right? Um, th- he has been c- cemented in the halls of history. So Sean, our, uh, if you ever need a, uh, just oh, because of for that our current campaign, the level one bandito, make him like a bandit <laughs> camp leader, but he's still level one. Yeah, yeah like with an eye patch <laughs> and a peg the, leg. Years you'll ago, be the lost also. master of the fucking whole campaign. Mm-hmm. There you go. One thing I actually remember was the system you guys were used to use was uh, if, you rolled a, if you rolled a natural 20, it was a crit. We've always known that. But mm-hmm. the way we used to play it was you kept rolling until you rolled something that wasn't a 20. That's right. That's right. No, he like double or triple critted, I think. It, I think that's how he hit multiple people. It, I don't remember. Basically, one crossbow bolt became just this multi-fire like Gatling gun crossbow. Yeah, he it was fucking gun. stupid. He around his crossbow, but, uh, he legit just pulled out a, a, a MP7. <laughs> a whole <laughs> ass MP7. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Hey, that's my Glock. And uh, we didn't roll. We cast a Glock. Well, fuck, level one bandito had it first, huh? That's my goddamn spell. All right. Uh, yeah, fuck me. Who else? Who's, who's, got, who's got a topic that's, uh, I mean, He's got something juicy. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I got, got one, but I wanted to give else a chance. No, I mean, I already gone, it's so it's your turn. Let it go. Uh, okay. All right. Um, D and the one thing I do like about D and D is that uh, I just like the races of D and D. Um, a lot, of, a lot more races than I thought there were, mm. and they're all very mm. unique. Um, and so, some of the races are very rigid in I, the way they are. But I personally like to take a race and then make somebody that's not not for say nothing like that race, but just make them. Yeah, make them a little bit different than what they usually are. But it's perfectly fine if you play a race exactly how they're supposed to be supposed to be played because there's such a thing as character development. Just because you start off as a hard ass or a jackass in the beginning doesn't mean you can become a good person later or more of a jackass later. Mm-hmm. So you know it's whatever you want to do with that. God wanted it. But my topic is um, what is the most underrated race in D and D to you, and what is the edgiest race in D and D? All right, I got this right now. Because <laughs> I want to make fun of the Yasmar. <laughs> as do I. Yasmar. Descendants. Which, which ones are those? Mm-hmm. And there's an e- yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a playable race. Yes. Uh, un- are you saying it? They're overrated or no, edgy? edgy? Edgy and overrated. Edgy. Edgy. Okay. Uh, because fucking, I just don't get like. I feel like somebody has to have a god complex and be like, nah, I'm definitely the bloodline of a of a of an ancient deity or some uh, extra planetary uh, force. From somewhere out there. I'm special. Like, before I even get a class, I'm special. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, fuck all that class shit. I'm me, nigga. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) And always fucking, (laughs) when players first play D&D and they hear about the Osmar class, they're like, nah, that's cool. I'm a fallen angel who fought the gods and fell down to earth but forgot he was an angel. Powers hurt me. They killed everyone I love. You're trying to be Kyle from Diablo. Diablo three. Oh boy, oh boy. Fuck you, God. And they throw him down. That's you. That's me. I'm the awesome. I'm the all powerful. I saw all day. I opened that God's ass and I said, "Boy, I'm about to do work Uh in here." And then he cast me out of heaven and threw me there. <laughs> That's those people. I hate the Osavar. No. Do you find that certain players yes. go after that type of race? Osavar, just I to feel be like they, they edgy. Yes. Yeah. I gotta put it. Some people play with the main character mentality. Yes. And the Osavar is the most oh, main character gotcha. race there is. It's not really by like you know the game right. standards, but. Out of your group, you are literally the descendant of an angel. If that's not main character, then I don't know what is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you respond to that? You make a whole village of Asmar. I could see a way that somebody could play it in such a way where they wouldn't well, put themselves at the center of the universe. But you'd have to really play that Someone character. Someone does. Like, have to really I hate to bring critical it. role to the conversation, but there's a. Ashley Johnson, one of the people who play on Critical Role, she plays. Uh, yeah, 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 she yeah. plays Yasha, which is a uh, barbarian Azamar. She's very like uh-huh. to herself, not in an edgy way, but she doesn't really talk about her past a whole lot. But she tries to take it her best foot forward. Um, she's not a dumb barbarian right. by any means. She's just not. She's not book smart, but she's very street smart. You know what I'm saying? She- She's not dumb, but she is yeah. wise. Or she, 
but she plays uh, Scourge like, Osamar. Uh, and uh, Scourge Osamar is okay. basically like a, not only are you a descendant of Angel, you're like a descendant of like a disgraced angel. Damn. So you have these, uh, you have these dead oh, skeletal okay. spectral wings that come out of you whenever you use your uh, race's ability. Which they make fun of her all the time because her character is okay. already very pale. Her character has a uh, white hair that turns to black tips, and whenever she activates her character's ability, uh, she looks like an old metal cover because she's just this big barbarian bitch with a sword with black spectral wings that come out from her back. And her hair is all black, so they make fun of her <laughs> being the most metal yeah. character. But her character is not really like main character syndrome because she's very she plays very well with everybody else, and I think it takes, it takes yeah. the player for Awesomear, not like you know, it takes the player to make it not a main character class, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Also, part of the reason was, is that initially it was because, like, Jonathan was still, like, filming a TV show so she couldn't be there yeah. at all times. So, it, was, like, it always made sense to have her character be, like, a factor. <clears throat> and it's not until, like, she actually was able to do Critical Role full-time that she started, like, bringing that character forward. Whenever she comes, like, she can just steal the show by arguably being I mean, vi- visually one of the bad, most badass characters there, but not just being, oh, I'm an Ozamar, so, you know, I'm already destined for greatness. I'm because destined, baby. I, I came from greatness, baby. I will return <laughs> to greatness. Base. Honestly. Right. <laughs> when she was playing Asha, she's trying to, like, forge her own path from her path. Basically, she was trying to forget her past, but forge yes. her own future. She wasn't just trying to get back up to heaven. Okay. Like some people just make their Ozamar characters. Yeah. Right, she's just trying to live out, like just live out oh, her life. Oh, like Wait, regular humans, can I think a little bit longer. Possibly. You are, you, you have angel yeah. blood, but you are oh, a regular really? human. You just have a special power, and you get to fly, uh, real early in the game. Um, gotcha. my underrated class. I'm not gonna go too much okay. into detail about it, but my my underrated class probably would be dwarves. Because I don't see a lot of people play dwarfs for some reason. Race or dwarfs always. Oh yeah, race. I keep saying class. Race is dwarfs. But I don't see a whole lot of people play dwarfs for some reason. And dwarfs always get locked into the. No offense, Alice. Dwarfs get locked into the grizzled fighter or the architect artificer type of class. You know what I'm saying? Like I never see a dwarf sorcerer mm-hmm. wizard. Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I, I just think. That's not for class, but uh, I mean, somebody else will let to take over for edgiest character and most underrated uh, race. Edgiest race, underrated race. Oh, or like edgiest, so edgy and underrated. Yeah, or you could do over. You could do underrated and overrated. I just did edgy because awesome R is edgy. <laughs> okay, overrated. Overrated humans. I enjoy playing a human, but it's like it's just everyone has to go for it. Just basic. Yeah, yeah, I will agree with that. And I'm stuck with that syndrome too. Of like, yeah, it's a, a human's just so easy to to just you are human. move to. But I think it's, I think once you get out, exactly, it's easier exactly. to play other races and make them feel like you, but just another race. That's what I'm trying to do right now as well. That's why I'm playing the dwarf at the moment, and then I'll be playing a uh, a bird folk or a crow folk. Uh, Kenku. I forget what their name is. Uh, Kenku, yeah, yeah, I'll be playing a Kenku next. You want to do the, uh, the I think it's uh, broken speech, right? Where you just copy people? Kenku, then. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, 
Yeah. I'll collect shiny things. Underrated? Gnomes. Fuck, gnomes are awesome. Sounds like... Sounds, oh, yeah. Sounds Those like pro cool. and, and gnome propaganda to me, but okay. You don't feel like a forest gnome tell some squirrels to fuck up a dude's day? Come on. I forgot to get that ability. Yeah, gnomes are just cool with animals, just off the bat. Yeah. But it was just... Uh, but it's like that. Another mm-hmm. like critical origins was that essentially was uh, when Sam was making his uh, character from Campaign One, he Scanlan, he really asked uh, one of the members, like, "Hey, uh, like, hey, what's the? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what to do. I've never played D&D before. Uh, what's the worst class? He's like, probably bard, just like off the top of his head. He's like, uh, worst race. He was like, probably gnome. And then like Scanlan became like one of the best the characters ever. The whole entire campaign and party. What you got, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if you got another uh, class. I know me, me and you both agree on uh, well, Osimar. I'd like to agree wholeheartedly that you be separated. Mainly because if you go like... Wait, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't hear you. Oh, I want to disagree wholeheartedly that a human is an overrated, is an overrated race. Because wherever you go, you get... Everyone saying that humans are overrated, and if everyone says humans are overrated, then how are they overrated? Because everyone says they're bad so because they think they're overrated. I'm not saying they're bad because they're overrated. I'm just saying it's like they're just overused in a way. Except they're not because no one wants to play a human anymore. It was weird because it was. I feel as though it started Ooh. off everyone was playing human. I'm gonna have to you? disagree with you on that, and my reason for that. My reason why I say everyone everyone may not want to play human anymore, but you know what Wizards is doing, right? As they're making it where all races, depending on your DM, all races are going to have equal, like, no, no, equal no, no. stats they're, for the most part. They're not including which is the races. Most they're human just taking thing. away their um, crutches. So they're not going to do that anymore. But for orcs and kobolds, they had penalties, but they're taking the penalties away. All right. So they're not they're not adding anything. Oh, they just okay. fixed those okay. two races, which some people argue they didn't need to be fixed, but it's kind of weird how every other race you can make them whatever you want to be, but you can't make a strong kobold unless you just roll extremely fucking good. Or even if you get a really good roll, you still got to take two off the top. You know Wrong. what I'm saying? They, they just thought that wasn't fair, yeah. but they're not right, evening right. all the races because all the some races are better, some things than others. They're just making it so... Some races just aren't at a horrible disadvantage, like orcs and kobolds. Uh-huh. Go ahead, my. But, uh, I I want a quick retort though. I must have I must have heard wrong. I have have I shown you the spreadsheet? I have. It's like it's just science. Like fucking people play human fighters. Like it's a goddamn thing. They'll just ignore playing something unique and original and just play human fighters. I I have the numbers somewhere around here. That's like the most big thing. I mean, human fighters can be an original. And the reason yeah, why those stats be so high is because that's just what there's hella new players now in D and D. Anyone, as soon as you move past like a beginner level, no one's gonna play that anymore, and therefore it's no longer overrated. I agree with Michael. No one's doing. I see it. what he's saying. Uh, I, I, I would say I agree. Yeah. But there's a there the, the reason why that spreadsheet is like that because there's the influx of new players because D and D is such not, a mainstream thing now. Not my point for under. And what's the easiest thing to get somebody to play? Yeah. 
give them the easiest class and the easiest race to get into. Literally make somebody that looks like them and then give them the easiest class they can comprehend, which is pick up a sword. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's that's why it looks like that. Right. But I, I, I feel I've, you on that. I've met people who play only play. humans, and they've been playing for years. Oh. Well, that is yeah, it's like if anyone has like experience in dealing with a widespread D and D community, it's Sean. It's me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. It's me, your boy, the human person. Eh. I... What? I, I didn't hear. Yeah. Hello, Mike. You there? Nope, he died. Hello. Well, let's wait till it comes back. Uh, who else didn't give their uh, their underrated and overrated for? I haven't for done race? mine yet. Oh yeah, we hear you now. We hear you now. Can y'all hear me? Can you your thought real quick? Later on, we'll do the okay, next okay. question. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't even do my shit yet. I ain't get. I just went off thinking okay. about something. No, I'm, I'm gonna do that real quick. Uh, overrated. I feel as though I feel as though Tiefling is very, very that. overrated. For almost the exact same reason as like to be the edgy ASMR. person. In fact, just, just. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, when he said edgy, my first thought did go to Tiefling. <laughs> Underrated, I feel as though I might be completely wrong. I, I but can agree with that. I haven't just like dwarfs. I haven't seen much half orcs, but that's because I think people like people don't like ugly characters. Similar, similar to what you said earlier, I feel as though people think you're playing a half orc, so you have to be a barbarian. So then they don't want to, for the same reason you said, you end up being either a dwarf player or a dwarf artificer. For that, indeed, yeah. Uh, Sean, what you got? For uh, so for underrated, I really enjoy the race of cobalt. I really do. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's fun times. This is our very large, <laughs> taller than all of us Samoan man saying he likes to play one of the smallest races in D and I think it's hilarious. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, really. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite characters I've created in the past, like couple, like past year, has been a cobalt artificer named Trick. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean, tell him about the uh, the, the greatest paladin oh, ever yes. was. Yes, the greatest paladin ever, Zek the Mighty, <laughs> level twenty, Oath of Ancients paladin, out there smiting gods and slaying witches, baby. Man, he was ordained, oh, ordained by the great god. The Platinum Dragon God, Bahamut, the Great Bahamut, who bestowed upon him a belt of storm giant strength. And now he crushes all those who oppose the Platinum God and his enemies. By the way, Cobalt is a little, not a little lizard man. 
How would you describe a kobold? No, uh, there's been many iterations of kobold. Like, uh, well, yeah, well, at one point they were kind of like bird people. Yeah, right? I do. not bird people, but they were more like no. uh, little, like little fox, like little. They're more reptilian, yeah. Furry, almost like little furry goblins, but they're not really furry. They they kind of look more like little little draconic dragonborn people. Yeah, they're like little dragonborns, like type. Basically, I think the way I think of kobolds are like halfling humans. Mm-hmm. Or what kobolds are to like Dragonborn. I just That's think like the RP that is made available to you once you uh, start playing as something like small and not so intimidating just makes the the former very like a really a real striking uh, resemblance. <laughs> like when you're like That's why I like playing Darkmall. I'm just a very small crotchety <laughs> note. <laughs> Like, 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 like cool. you say you're gonna get robbed. Like the paladin's gonna get like the little little kobold's gonna get like who looks so weak and like eh, he's got nice armor on, but like a giant like six foot like orc comes out like give me your stuff. It's like no, this armor was given to me by Bahamut. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna take it from you. And he just like freaking cracks him in the face <laughs> with a with the force of a storm giant <laughs> sends him flying <laughs> away from him. <laughs> I hate I hate to, to say something real quick. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But uh, Mike, you see the mayor of Knoxville <laughs> walking into the Royal Rumble. Anyway, who else didn't give their underrated away? Yet. Alex, is that you? I was. Oh, Sean. I don't think there's Sean, a single. Trying to pass over me. I didn't give my overrated yet. No, 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 no. What's your overrated? I don't think there's a single podcast yeah, episode y'all haven't me. mentioned wrestling. <laughs> Not nope. a damn Not one. A one. Clowns. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right, Sean. Go ahead, Overrated. Um, I don't like humans that much. But I understand their place. But uh, uh, really overrated. Damn. Damn half-elves. Half-elves just come from everywhere. <laughs> damn, man. Yeah, I just don't like them, man. They're just like... Really? They usually just come nah, from like stupid places. Like, oh, yeah, my... My dad was an ancient elf, and like, yeah, he he uh, got together with my human mother, and so now I was I went to boarding school. <laughs> my dad sent me to because he didn't like the sight of me, and just. <laughs> I feel like Listen, weebs. Don't you stick like around my half elves the most? I, whenever I had my first half elf uh, bard, I basically uh, said that she was of hive class. She snuck out into the slums to kind of see what it was like. She met a smooth talking bard, and uh, they did what it do, and he bounced and left town. It's <laughs> a bastard. Now, child. as I was saying, uh, half elves usually Damn. have backstories that come from stupid places. Anyway, I'm done. Uh- <laughs> Very fairy tale, anime the type. Yeah, I-, I would agree with that. That's my gripe about it. Oh, look, because a half elf can legit just be a good relationship between an elf and a, and a human, and it'd be all cool. But one of the parents has to be missing anime style for some reason. Oh, yeah. They really do. I don't know why the fuck that is. <laughs> Disney I guess. syndrome. I guess. Anyway, Alice, what you got? I would say underrated. Um, at least, and this is just from my experience, in terms of like a role-playing part, um, underrated, I would have to say dwarf because I feel like role-playing wise, I've been missing out quite a bit by just playing human all the time. And this is my first time playing like a dwarf and just like, 
I'm more excited about playing at Kenku. Like, having Kenku is uh, yeah, no, no. Like, I'm, you play I'm a human in that school. Kenku, and you play a dwarf, and a dwarf's not a human, but a dwarf is pl- pretty close to a human. Just you're just a shorter, you know, person. But you know, you have different history from humans, but it's right. still human-like. But when you boy, when you play a Kenku, and you're just a dirty, a dirty feather thing stealing shiny shit, I'm ready for that. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Looks like. Well, I just. I can't speak on Kenku yet just because I haven't played him. But, no, I'm sure my answer would change at that point. But, no, I feel like dwarves are always looked at as, like, they have to. I feel like dwarves are looked at as how, like, Vikings are looked at in a way where, like, they're they're all lumped yeah, into the same warrior. type of, oh, we're just a bunch of. we're Yeah, we're just a bunch of, like angry drinking little scottish accent people and you know we we, we like we like but busty we dwarf women and uh uh yeah i mean we I do like them too. we do Shit. but i like busty other women as well <laughs> my my point is though is like um i just i say they're underrated because like for role playing i feel like with a dwarf they um because dwarf society is fairly structured when it comes to like who does what, uh, how the clan works, and whatever. And I feel like role playing wise, you you have a lot you can work with when it comes to like your character's background and how they got to be like an adventurer, and not just you know somebody, not just dwarf, somebody who's part of like, like the dwarf clan. Were born, picked up an axe and a shield, and they're like, "Well, this is my life now." Like they have. They're just action. Exactly. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely more complicated than that because like dwarves don't. From what from what I read, like when I was making my character, dwarves are very like for the for the clan type thing. Like they're very big on like supporting the society that they this the specific society of dwarves they come from as a whole, whether that be like mountain dwarves or hill dwarves. And it's, it's interesting to go from, you know, regardless of like, I guess the age, cause the age would play a big part into your character as well. Cause it's like, well, if you play a young dwarf then maybe you were just, you had this wanderlust and you needed to go out and find out, you know, what the world looks like. And as, as generic as a backstory as that is, I mean, that's still something you can work with. But, like, say you play, like, an older dwarf who's been living in the city for a long time, you know, and you, you're now playing a campaign with it. You know, why did you leave? What what pushed you out after so long? Did, did you do something wrong and you had to run? Were you banished? Like, what it was? Or what was it? So I just feel like dwarves are underrated in terms of, like, role-playing. Now, of course, when you crunch the numbers and shit, dwarves are a pretty good race for, like, fighting um, and just being, like, tanky overall. <clears throat> they don't really start with any intelligence buffs, which is what art... I, I know you mentioned that, like, well, I think when you think of a dwarf, you think of an artificer. Well, I think dwarves also artificers get the notion of they're raw. very crafty and can kind of rig some shit together real quick. They're crafty, but not really well, in a craft, rigging they're way. They're crafty in, a in like, almost People like a religious look way. look at uh, dwarves and see a blacksmith real quick. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy. 
Yeah, but they treat that shit a lot less a lot yeah. less of a job and more of like a pride thing. Like it's very big on like Which you can pride do as an artifact. Yeah, yeah, you can do. But Artified I mean, like in terms of being an arcanist, which is like an, I don't a see a scientist, the like a, a magical yeah, scientist. Artificer is like you know the physical. Exactly. Yeah, I, could I can see that as a board thing, this. but I, like, the, I, but I can see what you're saying, Al. Is that when you look at the numbers? Yeah, for the numbers, you would think that. The I'm saying from the numbers, or some type of fighter, or maybe even a fucking um, what am I thinking of here? Paladin. Yeah, just because, like I said, their constitution, regardless of which their constitution gets a buff. And then, of course, you know, whatever background you choose plays into your character as well. But I don't know. Uh, overrated, I would say. Hmm. I don't know. You kind of caught so me. You caught me with my pants. Maybe not D&D. I'm not going to say you haven't played a whole much D&D like I played a whole much D&D. But like what's fantasy wise, what's a what's a race you hate seeing a whole lot? I'm not going to say human just because in, in fantasy, humans like humans, like Sean was saying, they have their place. Or something like humans are the, the very race. imperialistic race. And it's like they're, they're the base it's just, world yeah, well, humans don't feel like humans don't feel like the, the, the run of the mill to me in fantasy. And the reason is like, cause there, there's an explanation as to why humans are kind of common. Like weeds. And it's just because like, like they just sprouted so fast. Yeah. And just moved around so much. Yeah, like weeds. But it's not it's, like it's not like every other race isn't yeah. there. But like if I was to say overrated race, as in one I'm tired of seeing, or at least I'm tired of seeing being abused, I I'm actually going to say human. I know I said I wouldn't say human, but the only reason I say it is because I'm tired of like, and I'm not going to call out anybody, but I'm tired of people taking like, and I, I would, I'm guilty of this. I'm tired of people taking like a character that already exists in some fashion, some type of media and them trying to create that character in a I fantasy, like in, in a, in a D and D fantasy universe. And and this, and I'm going to be calling it a, a, a lot of uh, groups of people, but this goes from anything from like uh, anime shit trying to be converted into a fantasy character, um, video game characters being converted, book characters, um, and it's it's okay to have them as like a source of inspiration, but people get to the point, especially with humans, where it's like yeah. I'm going to tell the same exact oh. story of this fictional character through oh. my human character I'm about to play. And I just, I wish people would come up with more that. original, rips more original you know stories. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's not call anybody out. Cause this is more than just, this is more than just Hello? a few people. Like I see this everywhere. Cause okay, like if good. you, um, if you scroll, yeah, I can hear you. But I was gonna say, like, if you um, if you scroll on like Pinterest and stuff, and you just search up like different classes, nine times out of ten, what you end up finding is a very, very oversaturated 
unreal and i say unrealistic but you know dnd's fantasy but what i mean by unrealistic is like you see a very over like colorful oversaturated like human version of that class like you'll look up a paladin and it's just yeah yeah, and it's just it's just this guy that's in like this massive suit of golden armor that he that he could never wear yeah he could never wear it or like you look up uh like you look up um like a wizard and you know normally when we think of wizards or at least me i think of like gandalf you know, I, th- I think of like your typical wizard, but then of course that's not the whole case. But like, you'll see people. It's like human wizard, and they're like, they're like floating in the air, which is people something you could do. But it's just like they're just powerful, so uh, powerful and their so like, that's fantastic. A little bit unrealistic to how the game goes. Yeah. yeah, and they and they like to have that idea from the start. Like they like to imagine that's how their character Take- is from the jump. Like from level one, and it it goes along with that uh what you were saying about oh, like yeah, the half angel shit. race just... where it's like they're just destined for greatness. I'm tired of people play. Yeah, I'm tired of people playing humans, thinking that because I have this idea based on a fictional character that I like, who is already cemented as something big somewhere else. I know Thank for a fact you. that my character is going to be that later on. I hate that idea. And then they yeah, the, the we go on to the uh, next topic. Um, did we all give our? Yeah, yeah, we did. I'm just gonna throw a little bit of. Uh, I'm just gonna put I my cape on for humans yeah. real quick. I think humans, humans. I don't think they're overrated. And I don't think they're underrated. I think they're right in the middle where they need to be, because the thing, the, the reason why I can say they're underrated is because. People picture a human uh, just being a couple of things. Like, of course, human fighter is one of the most heavily played uh, classes and race combinations of all time. When the cool thing is that a human can be anything. Right. You could be a big, fat barbarian. You could be a very slender rogue. You could be a very uh, fit. Like, if I, you got humans are the one race that you're malleable. You're like clay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Like I'm just yep. Yeah, yeah. Like a good exactly. school of copper wire. Like a half orc. Like a half orc. You're already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Weird. A half orc looks like he could take some hits, right? Yeah. If you play yeah. a half orc wizard, you start with probably yeah. around somewhere of nine hit points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which look like this, but yeah, right. You. Yeah. Which is which hit point weird... should be based on grace. I, uh, I can see that, not class. But some uh, races can't really that. fit well to, to the class. Even though I love to see a half orc wizard because it's like I said, it's fun to mix everything together. But I'm saying that human can kind of be whatever you want it to be, which is why I say they're overrated. Because people also, like Alex said, take a character for something they like. I like Harry Potter. I'm gonna be a human wizard and just be Harry Potter. <laughs> I like fucking uh, Conan the Barbarian, so I'm gonna make right. a human barbarian. Like, it, like it, people, people do that shit all all the time as well. So that's one overrated. And there's there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with liking a fictional character and wanting to kind of be like them. But it's another thing when you assume from the start. 
Well, it's just another thing when you assume from the start that this is the same as that fictional character and that you, you in your mind, you, you guarantee yourself that they're going to get to that point when D&D is very much like, I'm not going to say it's it's all up to the DM because the roles at the end of the day decide a lot of what happens. But like D&D is very um, unreliable when it comes to outcomes of certain things. And I'm just, I'm tired of, because I used to be bad about that too. I would make these characters with like these long backstories and all this shit. Just, you know, for them to have just as much of a chance as anybody of dying. of Just flat out like dying in combat against like some fucking chickens or some shit. Who knows? He's level one. And I just feel like. Yeah, like they were all like level zeros. These weren't really uh strong people. But you bought 10,000 of them. And that's why he's he's gonna be the greatest of all time. And then you know, Sean kills your character with like a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the first time I've done it. <laughs> Go ahead, guy. But I will say this: that all this can't. It's like it's also all down to how you. This could all like overrated or underrated. It's just subjective. But it's like you can play a decent human fighter with a good enough role playing. Just you're not. Just make just get out of the mindset of your of like I'm gonna play whack or it's like, I'm just gonna whack something. That's just <laughs> that's my whole character ideal. That's it. That's where it sort of gets boring. I guess that could bring it into um, my topic. We've been going if we're ready to this long, move over to something. I feel like this is going really well, so I kind of want to get going a little longer. You want to go? Yeah, I'm cool with going longer. Especially if everyone else may talk the least among us all. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, guy, if if you want to. Fuck. Well, it's like you sort of covered part of one of mine with your previous one about like over-explaining. But it's like uh, one thing was uh, the stereotypes among players addressing that, like you know, like the lone wolf. Lone Wolf, the, uh, <laughs> Murder Hobo, stuff like that. Because mm. yeah, we have... Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like we've we've definitely had our fair share of yeah. those. Uh, well, it's like currently with what I'm running with some friends is that uh, I have a friend who's trying... I have one who's... I've tried... I've called him out on it a couple times, but it's like He's slowly, he was slowly trying to be the Munchkin, which is basically you're trying to overpower your character, as well as incorporating, like, I'm going to create right. this epic, grander Question. character. Uh, the Munchkin is not, per se, the min-maxer, where they make their character really good based off of everything. The Munchkin is literally, I'm going to stockpile every powerful thing I know I can get item-wise, right? Uh, or it's Munchkin kind of more like a min-maxer. This is just another word for min-maxer. I think it's like Munchkin's more for. I think it's like Munchkin, like it's an either or type of thing, but it's like the whole game of Munchkin is basically you're playing that stockpile everything good character. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was saying. Oh, like, yeah. A Munchkin would like, think like the from actual the beginning, game Munchkin. play this race for the numbers. I get it now. A Munchkin is more like, I'm going to take every arrow I can find from off these bandits because I'm going to have a whole bunch of arrows. If I need them, I'm going to use them. Or. I'm gonna get this magic magic item before my friends can yeah. get this magic item, even though I can't use it. That's why I think I hear much. 
Now, well, the only reason why he oh okay, so it's like is because he wasn't trying to be a minmaxer of like okay, I want to dump, I want to dump. Yeah, I'm not. He was like, I'm gonna. He wasn't like, okay, I'm gonna dump my like wisdom, my wisdom down to like I'm just gonna four. Take a bunch so of items, so I have an answer for everything, even though it doesn't have nothing to do with my actual. I'm gonna character. be Phoenix right. I'm gonna have an objection for everything. Yeah, it was um, right. It he. Because what he was trying to do was he kept bugging me for like getting a eight foot long sword, like he wanted to be like a Dark Souls character. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> and it, he's made like subtle jabs at that throughout other things. It's like I'm just sitting there. It's like, okay, just dude, stop. We're trying to play, and then it's like I mentioned how strong a warlock could be if with the right things, and then he immediately. Uh, Multiclassed into a warlock as a fighter. So it's like. So he's he's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's like I've I basically I turned the table on him and now he has to like live with what he fucking like did because I've actually turned it against him with that. But it's like I mentioned. Uh, I think my warlock from before. It's like with some test rolls, I could like deal like a shit ton of damage in one round. But it's like fucking everything. But and then it's like immediately after saying that he said, "You know what? I'm gonna multiclass into warlock out just out of nowhere. Like no story development, no nothing. Just I want to be a warlock now." So their main goal isn't role playing. It's I want to be the strongest in the party. I think multiclassing without real Period. story reasons okay. is kind of nasty. Angle. I don't lie. like multiclassing in general. I think multiclassing yeah, would be really cool, in my opinion. I just, I if I multiclass myself. I may I would have to think of for days of how why story reason why my character would multiclass, you know what I'm saying? And how it would make sense story wise. I hate the people that are just right. like, you know what? I, I fell asleep a barbarian and I woke up a wizard. Ah. Like, just does- <laughs> that that's that's literally how it fucking happened because it was uh John wanted to swap characters because he because it's like he felt he wanted to try something else. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Hold on. I'm like, that's fine. Uh, your your microphone's it, it acting a little fucking good, yeah, good now. Unless it's just me. Okay. Testing, okay. testing. Right. You're good, Chief. I, Continue. Uh, Mike left, though. We don't need him. Okay. Uh, it was so we just we had just finished up the part where John's character gets killed because John spoke to me before. I'm like, okay, have your character, have your new character ready because we're gonna we're gonna off this one tonight, and it, we're gonna have your new character ready by the next time we actually get into it. And well, his character his character dies, and then no no nothing else. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, you guys level up now. We're starting at level. We're now at level five. He then all of a sudden just said, you know, I'm just going to multiclass into Warlock randomly. Like, nothing, like, nothing yeah. contacted him. That's why I like, feel like no, multiclassing like, should be a thing. Like, if you personally multiclass, that's cool for you personally, but you should also console the DM about, Please. does this make sense for the Please story? Even though we're playing a game, you, it's storytelling together. And right. if your part of the story is literally, I fell asleep a Warlock and I woke up a man of God. <laughs> <I'm about> it. <laughs> It's just it's wild, you know what I'm saying? Like some sometimes <laughs> you can get that off. Like I can maybe see the warlock into the paladin. Maybe right, a god right. even spoke to you in your dream and bestowed to you these yep. powers because he, he 
So it's like maybe something like that I can see. But like the barbarian to a wizard, like you fell asleep and then you woke up with years of training because it takes wizards years of training and studying to just be level one. <laughs> uh-huh. And it doesn't make sense how people just mold yeah. the glass into, oh, That's all right. of a sudden, I'm now a wizard. Mike probably can't come back into the pod, into the, uh, pod by the way. Uh, because it do, it does that weird thing where like this did me a while ago, uh, like a couple podcasts ago, that one where I, I left early by accident. Whenever you leave, if it's still going, you can't join for some reason. If you've been in it once, I'm right. not sure why. <laughs> you could try to, like he just sent. The, uh, Even if I invite him. Okay. Indeed, we can't lose the eye candy. We gotta get Mike back. In God here. damn it, he's the fucking <laughs> Fabio. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking Fabio. <laughs> But it's like it. Currently, he's he's made his bed and he's now resting in it because he he's not getting almighty power as he thought. But essentially, it's like he tried fighter and it was like this is not doing as much as I thought it would. Yeah, you're level two. You're... Well, when you, no, when no, you no, multiclass, you can't get, you can't get like ninth level no, spells, no. right? Every class has like an ultimate ability at like level <clears> twenty <throat> or nineteen, and when you uh, when you multiclass, you can't get that ability. Right, right, right. That's the only well, that's not the only downside because if you multiclass the wrong way, you'll fuck up your character completely because you have to balance what it, what each class gives you. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. if you multiclass, if you're a wizard and you multiclass to a right. fighter, well, guess what? You just missed out on a bunch of spells and shit. And now when next time comes around, you have to decide. Okay. Do I want to take this level in fighter to get this good shit, or do I want to take this level in wizard and get this good shit? And some people like multiclassing has always uh, been multi- way too complicated for multi- me to even multiclassing think is weird about to me. I'll never do it. Like I'll never no be a sorcerer or become a wizard because that's just weird on the spell slots. Like the spell, the spell slots is what gets me mentally. I can't get that shit yeah. down. But like right. usually combat class into a spell class, spell casting class. It's usually a lot easier, like game mechanics wise, but story wise, it's also hard because, like I said, in the middle of a dungeon, you can't just become a wizard all of a sudden because you need that years of studying to do. <laughs> right. Well, may I could see like a fighter multiclassing into a cleric because, like, like you know, maybe they went to a place of worship like, and clerics, they decided like, like this is it takes a while for you to. Praise, learn how to do those things. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I can really see for a fighter is warlock because warlock, you just That's make true. a pack That's in the middle of the night, and guess what? You got powers. But then it comes. To, then it mm. comes into the thing of uh, depending on whether or not your group uses components or not. Like, do you have yeah. the materials to cast this witch bolt? Yeah. Do you have a been struck by lightning? It's stuff like that, but it was just like he just sprung it randomly at like after like a character death, and I'm like, dude, you were literally one level off from level five. This is where like everything starts. If you're min maxing, then fine. But if you're just a regular person, I mean, me personally, from what I haven't multiclassed ever, but I would never do it until I at least have more than five, like not even five. Like my character's level ten, I might consider a multiclass because at it's at, at first at the at the early levels of multiclassing, if both the classes you have are early level, it's easy to fuck that whole shit up, game mechanics wise. Um, yeah, 
like or like if you're already like ten levels into fighter, it's like okay, I can probably go into something else and not be screwed on one end. But if you're a level one fighter and a level one wizard, it's like you got the you got the worst of both worlds. You're a fighter that almost that's because like you don't that can't cast as many spells right now. Yeah, you're not a jack of all trades. I was about to say you're just you're just somebody who like you have access to both, um, but to you're not really on your, good uh, at either. DM problems, uh, uh, guy. Uh, and Sean, I also asked this to Sean too. Uh, um, how how would you guys cure a, mo- a murder hobo? Because killing off a murder hobo's character. Well, say killing off a murder hobo's character feels good as the DM, I believe, but at the same time, it would just make them be like, damn, I didn't kill hard enough. <laughs> like, like, I just wasn't strong enough. So when they make their new character, now they're in, like, ultra murder hobo mm. mode. Like, now they don't trust nobody. They're killing everybody. They're willing to kill party members. So how would you guys heal a murder hobo? Since I heard that term brought up, and I think that's the funniest term, but also probably the hardest thing to deal with in D&D. On like a game wise, because literally, like you know, they're the type of people that people where fuck up you have a to game. escort a hostage, they would just kill the hostage. Just so yeah. I, that's why I, I was, I'm asking you two, how would you deal with that? And now, so if you have, if you have a way, like if hypothetically, if you were to chime in, you uh, DM, I think a little bit, uh, not like as any like weird. Like, I'm not sure if you DM'd. I think you have. Have you? A oh, little yeah, bit, nothing that extensive though. Not yet. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Oh, I'm just hoping that I I can but one day because I have a lot of stories. How would you guys uh, deal with a murder hobo? It in the current group I'm running. It, I was lucky that where almost everyone was starting off new, except for maybe John. So it's like I was sort of like sort of like set standards of okay, we're doing this and this. We're not going for like. Like I'm going for storytelling and you guys developing characters, not this is just going to be a war game, essentially. Like, we're just rolling dice to kill shit. We're not doing that. But Right, you're adding more role-playing, yeah, too. Yeah, like, I'd rather not if we want to do that type of campaign, we can. We've discussed, like, a battle royale type of thing, but we're still workshopping that idea. But it's like, I've lucky enough, I haven't had to deal with a murder hobo yet, but at the same time, it's like... At, it's it's not as less on in the game you have to deal with them. It's more sort of like on the table. Indeed, you have to deal with them at the table. Like, yeah, it's like just like this. kick it while it's sprouting, not like when it's like already full fledged. You've well, already ruined. I guess I'm asking like, fucking... what if maybe you didn't want to speak to them about the murder, or what if you already spoke to them about the, but they just kind of keep doing it like. What would you do? I guess I've already spoken to them about the murder hobo thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, we're at an hour and thirty. Let's let's take a break real quick, just like a ten minute break, and then let's invite Mike back so he's not okay. gone for half the podcast. Everybody yeah. cool with that? Let's just take like a ten minute break. Everyone get a drink, go piss, whatever. And then when we come back, I'll invite Mike back, and that way we can continue. Because I feel like this okay. is going to be a long episode, and I'm, I'm for it. But I want to make sure he's here Later. too. I'll be back. All right. Okay. Just uh, I'll, right. I'll message him real quick. Good. All right. Cool. And we will okay. reconvene. I'll I'll invite everybody. 